Hi, I'm Rick Lambert. Welcome to This Marketing Show. As you know, Smarketing stands for that intersection where sales and marketing meet. Cheryl, as you know, runs our digital marketing division of Into Communications, and I spent some time working with salespeople. And in today's program, we want to talk about how you can create a social media policy or guidelines for your people. And I'll tell you why, as we've seen some potholes people are hitting right now and some absolute disasters. So coming up, Cheryl will talk again from the corporate side. I'll share with you what's working right now when it comes to your salespeople interfacing with customers on LinkedIn. Now, Cheryl, let's start with as you and the team start to, you know, showcase a company's brand on social media. Um, we've run into some classic issues around people not having passwords. Let's start with that right there. Well, that's that's a huge issue for organizations, especially large organizations, because a lot of people usually need access to the social media platforms, or maybe they need to get into WordPress or HubSpot or whatever it is that you're using from a tool perspective. There's passwords. I was actually reading um, something last night about like an actual thing that now exists, which is called password fatigue. And they say that organizations um, generally have anywhere between 10 and 30 passwords that they need to have um, control and access to. And so that's one of the issues that we have um, within an agency is that we, we need these passwords to be able to get in, create content, schedule it and, and make changes. But often these businesses don't have the passwords anymore because so-and-so doesn't work there. They set it up. It was linked to their email. They're no longer there. They don't know what to do. So, you know, it's really important that when you're creating the passwords that, you know, they're very secure, number one. And number two is that you have like a gated community of people that are trusting and that you give access to, and that they also understand the expectation of having that access and what that means. But I looked up the definition of password fatigue because everybody on my team has it. We deal with it every day. It's the, the tiredness and the frustration caused by having to remember a large number of passwords for electronically controlled activities. And I think that you probably would agree with that too, Rick. And you can imagine that personally, we have so many passwords. Imagine from a business perspective and even a large company, how many passwords they would need to have. So in other words, you run out of sticky notes and uh, look at, here's the skinny on the problem. Okay. You've got Gen Z comes in he or She's great on Snapchat. So you say, Hey, set up our channels. Gen Z leaves. And now Cheryl and her team at an agency or whoever you deal with has to go in and re try and get the passwords, which is a nightmare from Twitter, YouTube, you name it. So what happens is any momentum you've built up in terms of followers, all those good things, it's very difficult to then take that over. You literally, in many cases, have to start a brand new channel. So number one, get control of your passwords. It's a classic problem that I would argue that eight out of 10 businesses have right now. What else are you seeing, Cheryl? Um, in terms of in terms of social media policies, like if we're talking about something that you want to create, um, the only recommendation I would say is that you probably want to look at it from two perspectives. Number one is for the employee. So you're, I know you're going to talk to that, Rick. So what is it that, you know, what are the expectations for the employee when it comes to creating content on social? We know you can't control that, but you can also encourage company-related content by giving them some ideas. So that's that's the one piece. And the second is, a policy as it relates to the corporate social media account. So people within your organization that 
are accountable for posting content or maybe responding to comments on content or they have access to the platforms. You, you need to have a, a separate policy for those individuals so that they understand and know what the expectation is and how they're either going to respond to somebody that reacts to a post, what they can and can't take pictures of around the office um, and the types of content that is um, okay to post and the type of content that is not. So what we see is customer makes a post. You've seen it as well, I'm sure our viewer, where someone interprets the post a strange way and all of a sudden that starts a snowball of negative comments. Mm -hmm. And our clients, now we educate them on how to respond to that, which in short is don't put your laundry on the front lawn so everybody watches it. Get it offline. And candidly, a live conversation, because we all know it's tough to communicate through text. Mm. Um, so I think understanding the challenge we have, Cheryl, is a lot of, let's say, medium-sized businesses, they don't have a group of people responsible for social media. So if you're a smaller business, I would just say have someone astute, or at least with some form of rule book on how we're going to respond to this. So when there is an issue they know who to go to in your company. If you don't have an agency, for example. Yeah. And it's better to be proactive in, in making sure everyone understands what the rules are, what the expectations are, than to be reactive and have to figure out how to solve a problem that's currently happening in that moment. So anything else with regard to the corporate side? So we talked about passwords. We talked about, you know, it's not appropriate, by the way, to just take a picture of somebody without their permission. The other classic mistake we see, Cheryl, I see it all the time, especially, you know, corporate functions. They'll do a homemade video. They got Van Halen going, which they think is cool. They put it out on social media and they're just killing themselves because there's copyright regulations we're aware of. But the layman doesn't know they shouldn't put copyright music in some of their stuff, let alone pictures, et cetera. So anything else from the corporate side you're thinking? I just had a few points in general to consider um, when thinking about putting your policy together. And I know, Rick, you're going to speak to an example um, that you have. The first is that you need to explain in the policy the, the workplace reality. So the fact that you have your personal life and you have your work life and, and today they overlap. So what is the expectation in terms of the content that's related to your role or to what you're doing within the company? You also need to have um, included in there a list of what's appropriate for employees to post about their company on social networks. Again, their personal life is different, but a lot of times the personal and the work do overlap. Um, I also think that it's, it's really important to include more of the do this type of content in the policy as opposed to don't do this. People will respond a lot more favorable if, if you're being told what you can do as opposed to being told what you can't do. Um, you need to outline what's considered confidential uh, within the organization, what, what content is not appropriate to post and, and not appropriate for the public to see, no matter what platform that might be. Um, discuss things like what is the proper way to engage with either customers or prospects on social media. You need to educate and, and train the employees as well and give them kind of some real life examples of what to do and, and the type of content that, that you can post. And I know for a lot of our clients, we'll send a calendar in advance of a month and say, here's what we're going to be talking about from a company perspective this month. Feel free to post the same content or speak to some of the same messaging. And the last thing is just to make sure there's no confusion about legal issues. So posting stuff that could get you into legal trouble, like you mentioned about having copyright songs or copyright images, even from you know, a Google search engine search, um, just making sure that, that the company doesn't get into any legal issues with any content. 
So as we talk today, folks, you're driving down the road. I opened up with the analogy of a pothole. All of a sudden, you hit it. You may not see it, and it's going to do some damage, and you're going to feel it. So Cheryl talked about the corporate. Now, uh, we launched this thing called the 30-Day LinkedIn Bootcamp well over a year ago. Why? Because we think, right, LinkedIn is the watering hole where business to business, right, salespeople and buyers are connecting now before and well after the pandemic is gone. And so what I did with my team was we created something we called the LinkedIn uh, LinkedIn guidelines for a sales team. Now we're having a lot of our clients have their reception person, service people, ops people, customer service now go through our LinkedIn program because they literally don't know how to drive. And Cheryl and I, you know, spoke off camera, by the way, about, you know, having done this now for a year and a half, we're pushing 2000 people graduated through our program. The feedback is, hey, Rick, I'm getting pushed back from my staff on. I can't really reach over into their Facebook account because that's their own thing. But LinkedIn seems to be one platform where we can have some form of guideline. Notice I'm using the term guideline, not policy here, okay? Guideline, we find it's a little softer. Now, here's what I've created. I'm going to show it on the screen here. If you want a copy of it, you can contact Cheryl or I. I'm calling it the LinkedIn uh, guideline here. And I'll just read out loud. As a representative of our company, your social media activity will and may directly represent the thoughts and opinions of our company. As such, we request, request that you abide by the following 10 LinkedIn guidelines to best serve our customers, respect coworkers, and professionally represent our brand. Now, before I go through these, you know, there's an old saying I have from Self to Win, and that is that, you know, common sense, okay, isn't that common. Okay, common sense isn't that common. So here's the do nots. Do not use foul language on posts. You've seen it, okay? I've seen it. I don't do it online. I'm not saying, you know, you do what you want to do, but I'm against kind of foul language personally, especially when it represents the brand of your company. Uh, number two, post content about, don't post content about political or religious beliefs. Don't share confidential customer information. We had a case uh, recently, Cheryl, where a rep won a deal they posted it on social media. We'd like to thank X company. Well, in this case, the technology had not been delivered and installed. The customer didn't have rights to have their name promoted and the whole deal unwound because of a social post. Um, don't, number four, don't make negative comments about coworkers, customers of the company. Fairly obvious, but you've seen it out there. Number five, post copyright material without permission. We discussed that. Now here's the do's to Cheryl's point. Do create a LinkedIn profile with company branding. I always suggest to sales leaders, let's take a look at the LinkedIn profiles of your people, because I would argue that's the new digital business card. And do they reflect your company brand? Okay. Number, number seven, do post educational content, educate customers and prospects. Okay. Not sales stuff all the time. We've talked about that. Do report any negative posts about the company to your supervisor. Now, what I see is when someone gets a negative post, Cheryl, they'll try and deal with it one off. And we talked about that in the lawn resort on the lawn, everybody can see it. And, um, a lot of times these people that are they're starting the fights, we'll call it, they love it. So they'll they'll stay in there for longer. And again, we would suggest that you uh, online ask the person to contact you to speak directly to resolve the issue. I, I always believe speaking live is obviously better than text. Number, uh, number nine, share company posts with your network. This is LinkedIn again. And number 10, connect with your current customers. Okay. And why? Because again, if Mary and you have a good relationship, Mary works at company one, Mary leaves, right, goes over to company two. You can now, right, follow Mary over here if you've got a good relationship and sell something to Mary over there. So five don'ts, we'll call it do nots and five do's. And we literally have the sales leader ask the sales reps to sign this as a guideline, just so it's understood because I can tell you something 
But if our viewer right now, I asked them, what was Cheryl talking about at the beginning of this program? You probably go, um, something about, so when it's in a document and they actually have to initial it, I think the attention to detail will be much higher. So if you yeah. want a copy of this, just contact us, Cheryl or I offline, we'll give you a copy of our uh, LinkedIn policy for your sales team or all your employees. For sure. No, that's great information. And I know a lot of organizations include that in like a code of conduct document. A lot of people are, you know, required to sign something like that when they when they start working at an organization or go over like health and safety regulations. If you kind of include it all sort of in the onboarding process, it makes it a lot easier. And you think about it, the typical onboarding, especially with salespeople, you've got them coming in, they learn internal processes, product knowledge, sales knowledge. And then this thing called social media is just like an assumed thing. Well, because they're a Gen Z and they knew how to drive Snapchat. So all we're trying to do in today's program is help you avoid a common pothole that we see so many customers hit, get control of your uh, assets, be they passwords, mm -hmm. uh, communicate what's right or wrong to your employees, suggest in writing. And as a sales coach, I would strongly suggest that you consider having some type of LinkedIn, not necessarily Facebook and all those other kind of personal channels, we'll call it, but at least have some type of guideline for your sales team around what's appropriate on LinkedIn. Hey, thanks very much for joining us today on the Smarketing Show. And Cheryl, good points on the corporate side. Yes, good job, Rick. And thank you so much for joining us, anybody, everybody. We'll see you uh, next week on the Smarketing Show. Stay safe on social media.